Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Jeannie Badgett, our Senior Extension Associate for Clothing and Textiles. Welcome, Jeannie. Hi, thanks for having me. So, Jeannie, today's topic is one that I think is going to be of interest to many of our listeners, and we are essentially going to answer consumer questions regarding cloth face coverings. And as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or the CDC, has recommended that we wear cloth face coverings in public settings, especially where six feet of social distancing may be hard to maintain, so such as places like the grocery store or the pharmacy. And although experts are still researching the full scope of virus transmission, the CDC guidelines do suggest that wearing a simple cloth face covering may help slow the spread of the coronavirus. And we want to stress, though, that wearing a cloth face covering does not in any way take the place of social distancing or frequent hand washing. Cloth face coverings are not the same as surgical masks or the N95 respirator masks that you may have been hearing about on the news. Because of their specific purpose and intended use, these two types of masks, so the surgical masks or the N95 respirators, are medical-grade masks, and those should be reserved specifically for healthcare workers and other frontline responders. But today, you are going to share with us guidelines about individuals for the general public and cloth face coverings that they can make or use and to protect themselves or their families when out in public settings. So let's get started and just talk about the, I know that there's five basic guidelines that the CDC has provided. Right. And so basically, regardless of what type of cloth face covering you choose to wear or make, you want to make sure it does some of these things. And that is that it will fit snugly but comfortably across the sides of your face. And it should cover your nose and go down below your chin. So you definitely want your nose and mouth covered with this cloth face covering. And it should be able to be attached with ties or loops behind your ears, something that attaches behind your head so you can take it on and off easily. And I know that that's something too, when you think about attaching it, is that you don't want to have to have your hands close to your to your face or mouth when you're taking it on and on and off. So if it's behind your ears or behind your head, that certainly makes it easier to do. Yes, absolutely. And then also this cloth face covering should definitely include multiple layers of fabric. So it's it's the more layers, the better. Two is about right because you don't want it to restrict your breathing either. You want to be able to, to breathe through it. And then also you want to make sure that this cloth face covering can be easily cleaned, uh, just machine washed and dried. And you, you don't want it to, to get damaged in the wash or change shape. So as I said at the beginning, our goal today is to answer frequently asked consumer questions. So prior to recording our podcast, we did uh, ask frequent listeners of what type of questions that they may have about cloth face coverings. And so we're just going to kind of run down through those in an FAQ format today. And the first one is, who is recommended to be wearing a cloth face covering? 
all of us, when we go out in the general public, should wear them, except if you're under the age of two, two and under are not required to wear the cloth face coverings. Also, anybody that does have an existing breathing problem or would struggle to breathe through a cloth face covering is not required to wear the cloth face covering. And then anyone that wouldn't be able to remove it on their own, um, you know, someone that might have some sort of disability that would prevent them from removing it if they were starting to have you know, trouble breathing, that they wouldn't need to wear this cloth face covering. So I think our next question is a a big one that I have um, heard a lot, not only when we were kind of crowdsourcing some questions for today's podcast, but just from the general public or my friends in conversation or just conversations that we've had around um, with our coworkers. But which pattern for sewing a homemade cloth face covering is the best? And that is a great question. It's like the the million dollar question. It is. It is. You know, because we as extension, cooperative extension, we don't have any control over the intended use. You know, who, uh, when these cloth face coverings are made, who's going to wear them and what they're going to do. So I can't really say, you know, one pattern's better over another pattern. But what I do is I um, suggest people to look at those CDC guidelines and use their patterns on their website as a guideline. So they do have a pattern for a sewn cloth face covering. It's very simple. It's just, it's a two layer cloth face covering. I would either do something like that or something very similar to that. And so for our listeners, we can we can link the CDC guidance in the show notes of today's podcast. So if that's something that they want to go back and reference, they can find that link there. So how do I make a cloth face covering if I do not have a sewing machine or I do not know how to sew? And I know this has been a big question as well. Mm-hmm. All right. And on that CDC website, they give two ideas for creating a cloth face covering without sewing. One is just simply taking a bandana and folding it a specific way to, and using rubber bands or hair elastics to create a cloth face covering. It just takes literally less than a minute, or you can even cut a a knit t-shirt to make a cloth face covering. So there's definitely good options out there that you can use if you don't know how to sew. (laughs) So check those instructions and I think you'll be fine. And Jeannie, I know uh, that you've done how-to videos using each of the CDC recommended patterns. So again, for our Mm -hmm. listeners, we will link uh, those YouTube videos in, in our show comments for today so that they can go back and take a look. I will say myself that I made the the cotton bandana face covering at home just because I wanted to try it out. And so I just so happened to have a bandana and I took two of my daughter's ponytail holders. And like you said, it took less than a minute or two to put together. And I was fairly impressed when I when I put it on too, in terms of how well it met those guidelines that you talked about at, at the beginning in terms of fitting snugly, covering my nose and chin, um, felt secure, that it was multiple layers of fabric. So it was definitely something that was easy to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that one is comfortable and it's easy to, to clean because you can just throw the bandana or the square cotton cloth in the wash. And most people might already have several bandanas on hand. Certainly. So here's another big question that I have seen. What type of fabric is best for a homemade cloth face covering? And I am going to say a 100% woven cotton, a tightly woven is preferable. And a lot of people ask, you know, how can you tell if it's tightly woven? And the trick is if you take 
take your fabric and hold it up to the light. And you shouldn't see a lot of light come through the fabric. And that just will tell you that it's got a tighter weave. A lot of people have been using fabric from sheets and pillowcases to make their cloth face coverings. And I think that's a, that's a great idea because it's usually sheets are hundred percent cotton. And if they have a high thread count, you know, 300 or above that, that would work. Um, but really hundred percent cotton is your best bet for comfort and durability and breathability. As long as it's two layers, uh, you re- you're meeting those CDC guidelines. So what about, because um, I, I know, and I've seen a lot of this on social media too, people wanting to have, I guess, cute face cloth coverings for mm-hmm. lack of a better way way to put it. What about embellishing in them with fabrics or yarns or other types of, of embellishments? What's going to happen, those cloth face coverings may not stand up to repeated wear or laundering, washing. So there are lots of cute and attractive fabrics out there that are 100% woven cotton. And it's a great way to show your creativity and self-expression. So I would just stick with that. If you if you want something cute, just select a, a fabric that's 100% tightly woven cotton. That's a pattern that you, that has a, you know, a print that you like, and that would be fine. But it's... Things, and we want this to be as easy as possible. Yeah, just simple, easy, something that's comfortable to wear because we're going to need to wear them and they're going to be, we need to make sure that they're easy to take care of, easy to get on and off, easy to keep clean and comfortable. And so with those CDC guidelines of just having the two layers of 100% tightly woven cotton, that's what I, I lean towards. And, you know, with, with it being on the CDC website, I feel comfortable about that. Jeannie, in thinking about cloth face covering, should I include a filter? And if so, what is the best type of material to use as a filter? That is a really great question. So if you notice right now on the CDC website, the three cloth face coverings that they recommend, none of them have filters. What happens is these filter materials that the general public are using to put in their cloth face coverings, they're restricting breathing. So that's why I would just really, um, really think carefully about that. Again, just looking at the CDC guidelines, if you notice those recommendations for the general public, do not include filters. So the next question is one that I'm really going to ask for my mom, but how do I prevent my eyeglasses from fogging while wearing a face covering? This is a little tricky because a lot of those homemade cloth face coverings uh, around the nose area, they may not fit as well as the ones that are you know, for the professionals, making sure your glasses are clean, the ins- the inside of your lenses, if they're freshly cleaned, seems to do the trick. And, th- and I just know this because I wear glasses and I've done a little bit of research. People say different things. Some say if you put a little bit of dish soap, rub that on the inside of your eyeglasses, that might help or use some anti-fog spray. But it is a, it is a true issue. And I think that's part of why some people are hesitant to wear the cloth face coverings Or what they'll do is they'll pull them down below their nose so that way their eyeglasses don't fog, but then that defeats the purpose of wearing a cloth face covering. So it's just doing your best to make sure that it's snug across your nose and that you're preventing your, when you breathe and exhale, that, that, that doesn't come up above your cloth face covering. Uh, So it's just keeping the inside of your glasses clean and making sure that you have a nice snug fit across your nose. 
So this is a question that I know we have had several folks ask us, but if an individual wants to sew face masks or cloth face coverings for hospitals or other facilities, what should they do? That's a very good question because there are so many people right now that want to do all they can to help help out and they want to sew cloth face coverings to give away to these hospitals or other healthcare facilities. You should first go online and see if they have something posted on their website because they all these hospitals and healthcare facilities have been inundated with phone calls from the public wanting to help. And that's wonderful. First, just check to see if they have a website that explains that they are accepting cloth face coverings. And then typically they will post a pattern that they want to be used for their workers. So it's best to not just sew something I don't want to say random, but you know, right. just a, a random. You should make sure that if you want to sew cloth face coverings to give away, that what you sew is what is needed and what is requested by the particular hospital or healthcare facility. And some are just they're taking whatever they can get, um, but that's where I would refer to those CDC guidelines and try to make your cloth face coverings like that. But really, just go look at what they are requesting and and just sew or create what they are asking for. So that way you know that it will be put to good use. I think that that is excellent advice because it, it does take time and energy. And we also want to make certain that we're providing to these facilities items that, that they can use and maybe not just something that's then there and they have to figure out what it is they can do with it or how it is they might modify it where it is that they can use it. So I think it's great advice to go to their websites and identify if they are accepting donated cloth face coverings and if they are what their specific guidance is for constructing those face coverings. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So Jeannie, another question about when is appropriate to wear the cloth face covering. What about when individuals are out riding their bike or jogging or walking around the neighborhood or just in general outside being active with their families? The current guidelines say that when we're out doing those things, we don't need to wear the cloth face coverings because it, w- it would be hard if we're you know exercising and, and trying to breathe and we have this cloth face covering. Plus, uh, if we're outside and, and adhering to that social distancing, uh, we should be fine. So when you're exercising or walking outside, just you know, getting some fresh air, you don't need to wear those cloth face coverings. But if you were going to a farmer's market, say, you know, you you should have your cloth face covering because you're going to be interacting with people. So I think that that's a good qualifier because I think sometimes, you you know, I was just thinking in my head as you were talking, just being outside, but we have to think about what it is that we're doing outside. So if we're, if we're socially distant or just with our family outside, we're probably okay to not wear the cloth face covering. But if we're someplace where there's going to be other individuals, then we should be wearing it. Right. Yeah. And that's where I, th- I think we're going to find that as, as the weather gets nicer and we really start going out and about that we'll have those cloth face coverings handy so we can so we can put them on when we do pop into a store or if we're at the farmer's market and those sort of things. So we have them that we can put on when we start interacting with people within that six six feet. I think that what you just said there is kind of a, a good point. I told my husband um, a couple of days ago, I said, I feel like I need to prepare a, a baggie in each vehicle that has a cloth face covering for everyone just in case we are 
out someplace, not that we've been going out much at all, but if we are out someplace and we do for some reason need to pop in a store or, or stop somewhere that we have it with us. Okay. Yes. And you bring up a good point because if we are going to be taking these cloth face coverings on and off frequently, if we're going out, you know, when we get in our car, we might think, oh, we can take our cloth face covering off. And then when we go to the next stop or errand, we're going to put it back on. So you want to make sure when you remove the cloth face covering that you don't touch the outside of the cloth face covering and that you keep that away from another surface. So you can put it in a plastic bag or something like that because you just don't want to put the cloth face covering in your pocket or your purse because if it's got contaminants on it, it's just going to, to spread it that way. So definitely be mindful of that. I guess is the main thing I want to say. Just be mindful of how you touch your cloth face covering if you're continually taking it on and off throughout the day if you're out running errands and that sort of thing. So our last question submitted for today, and I know that this is a big one for lots of folks out there too, what can individuals use as elastic substitutes? We do have to get creative because elastic is hard to find now. Rubber bands work, uh, especially for those bandana cloth face coverings or hair elastics, you know, hair ties. There have been cases where people have gotten the elastic from sheets, from fitted sheets. The main thing is, well, before you go (laughs) taking elastic from things in your home, make sure that's okay with people. You know, we don't want to just... (laughs) dismantle everything on our house, but the elastic should be new, meaning a lot of times when elastic gets old, it starts to lose its recovery properties. Once it stretches, it won't go back to shape. So we just want to make sure that the stretchy material will still stretch and not crack or break or degrade. So that's where the case of shoelaces come in handy or ribbon or any kind of tie that you can use if you don't have elastic because elastic is is hard to find. And sometimes rubber bands get a little bit uncomfortable. And with the cloth face coverings, if that people where they actually sew the elastic into the mask as part of the pattern, if you used a rubber band, that might be tricky because if the rubber band breaks, then your mask might become unusable. <laughs> right. And I'm just thinking about durability as well in the, mm-hmm. the washing machine or dryer that you want to make certain that whatever you might sew into a mask would certainly withstand the washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. That's that's the key thing here is just make sure it can be washed and dried because the CDC, that's what they say. Uh, just a simple washing and drying in your washing machine with your regular detergent should do the trick. Now, if you have just one cloth face covering and you need to you know, launder it every day after you've worn it and you, you don't have time to throw it in the washer, it is okay to to hand wash that cloth face covering in your sink, but make sure that you do wash your hands before and after handling the cloth face covering and make sure that you, I guess the word, uh, you know, make sure you do some agitation with the cloth face covering in the water, just so that way you get all the, the dirt and germs out of the cloth face covering and rinse it rinse it thoroughly. And if you can put it in the dryer, fine, but if it has to air dry, that's okay too. Excellent. Jeannie, thank you so much for being with us today and helping us answer all types of questions about cloth face coverings. And I think it's just important as we wrap up today to remind individuals that the cloth cloth face covering is not a substitute for social distancing or proper hand washing, but that it is to be used in addition to, and that 
a cloth face covering. That's different than wearing a surgical mask or an N95 respirator mask. And it's for the general public, the recommendation is for a cloth face covering, not for the surgical mask or the N95 respirator mask, that those really need to be left for our healthcare workers and other frontline responders. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.